Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Self Love and Shadow Work Podcast. I am your host, Jackie Sharp, and I am here with my friend, Christy Corlett. Hey, Jackie. <laughs> so let's talk about it. So tell us a bit about yourself and what it is that you do. Holy jumping. What do I do? I was wondering if you'd ask me that. And it's so interesting. I think I remember to breathe. Um, every day and I choose life. Um, I'm a shamanic practitioner, so um, I do work in the community with people who are exploring their their souls, their path in life, their healing and their, maybe what we might call their interiority, their their path really and so I do a lot of listening maybe the essence of what I do is deep listening Um, and I also teach so I teach yoga but I also teach shamanic studies and offer courses and uh, and training in the method which is a a modern uh, incarnation of of uh, of very, very old practice. So I'm, you know, tripping the light fantastic out here in the woods. Um, every day I get up and I live in the forest in eastern Ontario and I begin. <laughs> just just living, just doing your stuff. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> That's the best. You know, Is that a challenging question, though? Like, what do you do? Oh, my. It's that uh, jack of all trades, the master of none. You, you <laughs> most often better than the master of one. Uh, we, we do a lot of things. I feel that. <laughs> a lot of depth to it. So it's hard to describe exactly what you do when you have so many layers of what you truly do. Well, yeah. And I love that master of none um, because there's this humility, this humbleness, right? If you're working um, in spirit, you're working with um, with another being, the importance of, of the deep listening, the importance of deeply honoring and respecting them and and not coming in and saying well i am a healer and i shall poof you know um bring you healing and i was just thinking about that too you know healer one who heals and for me that person is the client they're the one who heals and so i get to open the gate or i get to walk with them along their path for a time um and it's a privilege and an honor. And yes, there are certain methods in which I am trained, right? But it's it's about the magic of of walking alongside others as they move through this life. Yeah, uh, I love that. Mm, this life. <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's go there. Let, let's discuss uh, shadow work and how, you know, you incorporate that into your practice, into, you know, your personal practice as well as your professional practice. Holy, here we go again. Oh, the dot, dot, dot. Yeah, colon. And yeah. <laughs> so 
Shadow work, as uh, we were just having a chat earlier and talking about how shadow is a word that's that's gaining usage. I mean, I hear that the words shadow work spoken a lot, and I think um, what that means to me is is being able to turn turn towards aspects of self that are calling out to us that are uh, perhaps what one might characterize as dark. Um, fearful, threatening, uh, because we attribute these qualities to them and working with those. So the deep depths, right? The deep emotional and subconscious depths. And it's, I think it's a really important thing in our world right now to delve into shadow work because there's a lot of shadow lurking about, um, the, in the sort of in the the Celtic conception of things, because that's kind of my shamanic background is, is in Celtic shamanism. They had Fomorians, which were the dark energies, right? And then the Dan and the, the shining ones, the, the fairy folk. And there's this balance always. It's not like one ever eliminates the other, but there's this dance. And, and what we can do with shadow is to explore shadow. We can respect and honor shadow, but it also needs to be held held in its place by the aspect that we might experience as light so that we can be live in good health so that we can um, understand we're neither one or the other but both um oh i'll just go on you might have a few things to interject there <laughs> no i love that uh that's that's how i perceive the same thing when i when i'm journeying is um there's a lot of you know, when you think about it as darkness, you think it's just going to be black. It's going to be this really dark space, but it truly isn't. There is, you know, elements of light in everything, uh, even in the darkness, when you're in that darker recess of your own mind, of your own thoughts, there's still light in there. There's still those little bits of little shards of golden light or little shards of bright white light that exist in the darkness. Well, and there's this this richness to the darkness too. Um, darkness, a place of contemplation. I mean, contemplation and the uh, the place that we might go when we when we turn inwards um, to contemplate. Darkness is fertile, like the the fertile void or the fertile. Think of I think of a, I get this image of like a cave or a cavern, and there might be soft light like a candle, but the what is in the darkness all around. And darkness also is an essential ingredient of uh, certainly of shamanic journey work. It allows focus and concentration. Um, it allows us to rest. It allows us to sink in and, and stay a while and see what those textures are. We can learn so much about ourselves. And if we think of shadow as um, a companion, as an, ally or if we can't get to ally if it's too difficult if it's too uh tender or hard um even if we saw rather than as an enemy shadow and darkness if we could approach that um as with love as as a worthy adversary because an adversary can teach us things they might they might you know kind of buddy up with us for, for a mission. Yeah. Um, and we could learn from them um, in that 
being allies or being adversaries. Whereas enemies, we tend to close ourselves off and, and refuse to consider, open ourselves to the perspective that, that the shadow or the darkness can offer. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I was very closed off to the darkness for a very long time. I, I was very rejecting of it. I didn't want to go in there, didn't want to know it. Um, and <laughs> even when I first started my own spiritual practice, when I first started, you know, diving in, I was still in that, in that energy. I was still in that energy of not wanting to go there, uh, you know, but it was really forced upon me by uh, that being the thing that drew my attention when I would be reading for other people. It would be like, oh, shit. Like, what is this? What is this guilt? What is this fear? Why is it showing up for them? You know, like, it's just like, what, what is this stuff? And the more that I did it for others, the more I'm like, well, what is it for me then? Let's go there. Let's, just, <laughs> let's figure that out. And it just kind of threw me into, into that darker recess of my own psyche and figuring it out for myself. And then I realized very quickly that the, the faster I realize what it is for me, and heal that, integrate it, the easier it is going to be for me to do that for others, to help others do the same thing that I did. Yeah. I mean, from that deep place of understanding, because you've been there. Yeah. It's, um, I'm not sure I lost my train of thought a little bit, but I was just fascinated listening to, to you and that idea that we are connected. We're, our experience, while, while we have an individual experience as we walk our path, that we're not alone uh, in in seeking, in striving, in in healing, um, and in in doing that little waltz, you know, um, that if we come to it from a place of experience, I think also we, as people who practice with others and support others, we have greater compassion. We have greater understanding if we do the work ourselves and if we don't do the work the work is going to bite us in the bum because it just it's like we're here to learn i feel like we're really here to learn and yes play we need to play maybe we need to play with the darkness instead of instead of being like i'm gonna run from you i'm running from you i'm locking the door and you don't get to come in no maybe i'll play with you a little bit yeah. be gentle Sometimes the darkness is not gentle, of course. And I think the more we resist, the more the, the knock on the door becomes insistent because you've got to do the work to heal, right? That's right. So, yeah. yeah. That's the biggest thing is you have to do it. And uh, the more you avoid it, the more you ignore it, the more you reject it when all it wants to do is be seen heard, understood, and accepted. You don't have to like it. As you said, you know, you don't have to like it, but you do have to see it and, and accept it for what it is. I love that. And I sometimes think of if we could just use a different, a different simile or a different, um, you know, if we could see whatever is troubling us, whether it's a fear, whether it's shame or guilt, or could we for a moment, um, see that entity, you know, giving it a soul, giving it an ensoulment and that honoring as a, as a child who needs attention, as, um, as, as a child who needs love and compassion. Um, I always think of Thich Nhat Hanh, which is where these ideas come from for me, um, talking about anger, for instance, 
and how when we ignore our the fact that we're angry about something or we don't give it space or we try to bash it out by like taking a stick and hitting something or smashing a pillow you know these these uh we're acting it out we're making it larger but we're not actually cuddling up with it on the couch and going okay what's this about and i love the way that he puts it i think it's in his book anger and he says hello my little anger I'm here for you, um, that we don't ignore it and that we do embrace it, but we also have boundaries around how big it's allowed to get in our life at a given time, right? So it's like, you don't, you are the child. I am, I am the loving parent. And, and today we're going to do a little bit of this cuddling up together and find out what this is about, but you don't you know, I've got to drive later. You don't get to uh, come out of me on the highway and I step out of my car and smash somebody's window because I was really angry with them because they pulled out in front of me. Yeah. No, you don't get to do that. <laughs> you know, like that awareness uh, and yet a, a loving awareness and a, a loving space for self to say, yep, I just screwed up or okay, that came out wrong, or I hurt somebody's feelings, um, but, or, or it's okay to be angry, yeah. you know, like we experienced that this, this autumn, um, we live in the forest, and we moved here years ago from the city with these two cats, and one of them um, was just a monster guy. He was a monster tiger beast from the city. He owned the neighborhood where we lived and he was the toughest tough guy, the Robert De Niro of cats. <laughs> and, um, and at night we would let him out early in the evening after supper for a quick walkabout and he would do a tour and he would come back in. And, um, one evening in October, um, I saw a car was stopped at our driveway. It was completely black, but I could see that the car was there and I heard voices. And then I heard a gunshot. And of course I closed the door right away because that gunshot could have been coming towards me. It could have gotten me, I suppose. But anyway, um, clearly these people saw uh, the light from the cabin and they took off. And then we were looking for our cat for hours. They shot our cat. <laughs> they shot our tough guy. They shot our Robert De Niro. They, they killed our cat. And it was deliberate. And it was horrible. And so this was, this was horrible trauma for us, myself and my husband. And it caused great suffering. And of course, you struggle to understand the meaning of that kind of an event. And you're angry. We were so angry. And I'm still, you know, I still have moments of anger. Like, what do you think you were doing? Like, it's such a violation and it's such a, a lack of respect. And, and yet... You know, these are the times when you are forced to dance with the shadow. You know, things that happen in our lives that come up, they're real. And the emotions are real. And how do we live with that? 
how do we cope with that? Um, how do we heal when something like that happens? Right. So, mm -hmm. hmm. it's, so it's, yeah, it's, it's an interesting, uh, energy when, when you're kind of dealing with, uh, the actions of others, because what I like to do is kind of see the actions of others for what they were. And for me, it's all about putting that lens, that scope, because we all receive through the energy, uh, through the filter of whatever we're going through that day. So if we're having a really shitty day and someone's coming at us with this positive attitude, like, yeah, 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 high that. And we're like, mm, right? We just like flip them <laughs> off. Like, no, it's not. No, like not today. Right? So. But then maybe the next day we honor that feeling, we allow it to pass and we're high vibe. And then that person's like, no, get out of my face. You know, it's, it's those, those ebbs and flows. So what I like to do is kind of have this scope where I, I just kind of gauge the energy of another. You can always do that. We always intuitively know if, if someone's like cool with us, if like we feel someone's energy or if we don't, we just know just by being in that person's energy. So I, I like to kind of use that scope of like, okay, so whatever shit they got going on this day has to be bad. Like it, it has to be, you know, in this really low shitty vibe energy. I, I try to uh, use my empathy that way. Be my, use my compassion that way for others, even when it's really shitty, because I know hurt people hurt people. So uh, exactly. at the at the end of the day, those people who are doing these horrible acts had to have had incredibly horrible acts happening to them their whole lives. And uh, that's how it manifests. It manifests is doing these bad acts, doing these bad things, making these poor choices that are in alignment with the shadow energy with that. And it's not even with the shadow energy because there's a lot of light in the shadow energy. It's in those darker recesses of the shadow energy, which does happen. Just like there's like toxic positivity, you can go too much into the light. You can also go too much into the darkness. There's there's extremes and there's balance, right? So yes. what, what we're yeah. trying to focus on when we push inner work, when we talk about doing shadow work, when we talk about going within and accepting these darknesses, what we really want is balance. We want to find that uh, middle ground between everything and to being able to see others for exactly who they are, exactly what it is. And, you know, honor your feelings in that process is so important. And people often neglect their own feelings in these, you know, you can be hurt by others. Like that's, that's how it works, right? Like it's okay to, to process those emotions and go through that anger, that grief, that uh, everything that you're experiencing, don't reject them really is the thing. When we reject them, we feed that negative polarity even more so. We we add it, right? Instead of kind of balancing and subtracting that, that darker aspect of it a little bit. So it's so true. I mean, and exactly as you said, I mean, this event for us was something where even though, I mean, and you can't, you can't avoid the grief and the anger and the hurt. They're physical, they're palpable, they're, they drag you, you know, you're, you're, you're dragging your butt out of bed in the morning going, oh, I just don't even feel like doing anything. So there's depression, there's, you know, all of the, this complex of emotions that it doesn't matter if I've been doing shamanic work and Reiki and yoga for 20 years, it doesn't matter because an event occurs that can cause us to to an imbalance you know it can cause us suffering we're human beings and so just as you said i mean at, at the same time i've seen the 
perhaps the gift, if one could say, when when someone we love dies, they say that gifts are available for us, that gifts come through, um, sacred gifts. And sometimes it's really flipping hard to find them, right? Like it's hard to, what do you mean? Like there's no gift here. This is all suffering. And yet exactly as you said, um, it has led me to reflect that when people do things that violate the sacredness of life, either they were never, they were not steeped in the sacredness of the life of all things. Perhaps, in fact, it was even worse for them and they were deeply harmed and abused and damaged, or they were never given options that there are other ways to express um, express oneself that there are other ways to be as a human being whether it be a man a woman i mean we're often we're still very much in this day and age slotted into gender roles uh particularly um particularly men have limited options i think in terms of their socialization as to how they could be i think that's expanding but i also think that we live in an area um where there are some deeply conservative elements. We live in an area that is deeply uh, rural and forested. It is not an urban area and things change slowly here. And there's a mix of, of, of traditions and peoples here. And so when I look at the people who did what they did, not knowing them, I can only think that we only act this way out of being deeply damaged. And so, I so resonate with your observation around that. It's so true, at least for me. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's that delicate dance in in the shadow, that delicate dance with your demon. I often journey. Let's let's discuss a little bit of journeys. Uh, I often journey into the shadow realms of um, our realities and not so much realities, the 5D and the 3D. Uh, when I when I travel in the 5D, it's so interesting. Uh, there's there's so much in there. There's so much light in there, as, as I talked about earlier. And we just see in, in our reality, we just see the darkness, right? It's really hard to see the light in, in the darkness here. But, but when you're over there, it, it's just like everything is everywhere. It's not, it's not like so much as it's just this really dark shadow area. It's like, no, there's light here, there's gray here, there's, you know, and it's interesting. I saw um, on a journey yesterday that I went on, we, we associate the color gray with, um, you know, sadness. We associate gray with sadness, depression, uh, all of those energies, but gray is the color we should be. Gray is our natural energy. Gray is the balance. Gray is as intended. So they presented to me this image of like the earth as gray. And I was like, shit, you know, like it made total sense to me that, you know, this is where we're supposed to be. This is, this is a gray energy. There's a lot of light coming in. There's a lot of dark coming in and it meets in the middle. And that's, that's balance. I love it. There's uh, I've been reading uh, recent, recent readings, um, rereading uh, <laughs> Frank McEwen's The Mist-Filled Path. And he is, uh, he would call himself a shamanist. He's uh, of, the, uh, uh, of the Celtic diaspora, an American gentleman, um, amazing teacher. And he talks about the mist and the 
the beauty and the subtlety and the um, hmm, hmm, let me think what word would I use? Well, it is gray or slightly green and it's, it's, um, it's not graspable. It's something that he talks beautifully in his, in his book about how when we, if we were to allow and gaze with soft eyes, if we were to allow the mist to surround us, then the mystery would surround us. So that grayness, that, that, uh, opaqueness in some ways or, or, or lack of complete and utter sharpness and clarity, the softness, um, could surround us. But if we try to grasp it, and we're often, I think, in our culture, we want meaning, right? We want meaning, we want clarity, we want communication. And when we go with that hard attitude um, and bright and with corners and everything, you know, we don't have access to the mist, to the gray, to the betwixt and between where the magic happens because it retreats from us because the light's too bright. <laughs> We're trying to define everything and put it in boxes. And that's not how, um, at least in my experience, that's not how spirit moves. No. So I love that, that your discovery about grayness and, and, and giving gray a different, a whole different character than, yeah. The gray's good. I, I love gray. We we hate it in in our reality. We we think you know it's it was raining outside and it's you know it's it's shitty out. It's gross. It, it's raining. No, it's good. It's amazing. It's purging. <laughs> balance. Get out in the fucking rain. Like go do something in the rain because that's that's where you're gonna find yourself. That's where you're gonna find your energy. That's where you're gonna find the balance. Is getting out there in that rain and embracing it. Rain is change. Rain is the darkness saying, I've had a fuck enough and of your son. Uh, I need to come out. It's my time. Uh, so the rain is beautiful. It's, it's, a, it's a gorgeous um, kind of dance. And it's interesting because I've always been interested in the rain. I've always loved rain. Uh, even when I was in the shadow energy, I've I always loved it. I was like, yes, it's a rainy day. It's the best fucking day. Of, like the best day of the week. And people would look at me like I was crazy. Like, what's wrong? Like, you can't go outside. I'm like, yeah. Watch me, like watch me go outside for a walk with my umbrella. Like, just watch me let the rain hit me in my hoodie. Like, just, you know, like it was great days. And now that I'm seeing the world the way I see it now, it's beauty. Rain is beauty. Uh, the gray is beauty. The light's beautiful, yes. But everyone longs for the light. Everyone longs for the light. And the 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 issue really is that you already are the light. Like, we already are that. Like, we just allowed the darkness too much into the extreme of, of that darkness. And now it's hard to see our light. But we already are that. Everyone. Like, so it, it's really about getting in the darkness and allowing it to be seen, allowing it to be heard, understood, felt, experienced for what it is. And the more we do that, the more we create that balance, the more we create the new earth, the heaven on earth that, you know, it's coming, but it takes going there. And it, it's like, that's my purpose here is to get people to see 
to go there, to uh, understand it. Even the more you like start to kind of delve in, the more you start to see it, the easier it is to get into it. The easier it is to be like, okay, you know, other people go there. Other people can dance in this darkness. They can dance with their demons. Uh, but um, now it's my turn. I'm, I'm going to try that. I'm going to see. See where it takes me. <laughs> It's already here. You know, it's like um, we are here, and um, and it's all it, it's overwhelming. I think you know, it's right here, right now. It's all here, right here, right now. And of course, it's hard for us in our little little human forms to imagine that it's all right here, right now. Yeah. Um, you know that story that Bhagavad Gita is is probably the best known text from Hindu mythology, and um, there's a story in the Bhagavad Gita where Krishna, who is Vishnu incarnate, God incarnate, he's acting as a chariot driver for Arjuna, who's the uh, the best archer of his day. And, um, and Arjuna knows that Krishna is divine. And he says, will you show me your, your, your divine form? And Krishna says, oh, I don't know. I don't know if, if you can handle that. And he's like, please. And so Krishna goes, you know, and there's this millions of arms and billions of eyes and legs and glory and blazing and madness and, and uh, this, this all that isness. And Arjuna is like, ah, please, 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 please just be Krishna again. <laughs> and so we can it can be overwhelming and of course we we can't know we can't know all that all the time we might have tastes of that in in meditation or journey work or uh, reverie or contemplation but yeah so so this really brings up something interesting to me Jackie it's it you asked me what I do it's remembering to remember um, so again, we're walking that balance between our limited, seemingly limited, anyway, body form, human form, and that place where it's all right here, right now. You know, we're all we're all part of the spaghetti sauce. You know, we're all ingredients in that cosmic spaghetti sauce, and and we forget constantly. So this is, you know, we fall out of balance. Um, and if we could remember to turn back to that. Um, turn back to that soft interior light, maybe the gray light, the <clears throat> the shadowed place of contemplation, and know that we are connected to all other beings. You know, um, there's such magic in remembering, and of course, we get dismembered. <laughs> Dismemberment and and rememberment are these these opposites that dance with one another. Of course, we all get dismembered. Of course, crappy, shitty things happen. But we can come back. You know, prodigal sons and daughters, we're welcome back anytime. That's right. Literally, anytime. <laughs> Always. It's like you have... Um, soul can enter a body at any time it chooses, right? We, we can do that when we're over there. But it's like, when you're in this body, what are you choosing to do with your life? 
how are you going to live your life? Are you choosing to stay in the darkness? Are you choosing to uh, continue to allow all of that dark energy to affect you? Or are you going to make the best of, of your life here? Are you going to do exactly what it is your your soul wants you to do in this life? Are you going to learn those lessons? Are you going to go down those scary paths? Are you going to uh, push through the fear instead of allow it to consume you? That's another interesting thing I learned in the shadow energy is that when you go in there with the energy of fear, when you go in there and you're afraid to be in there, they're like attack you. They're like, yeah, you know, they really want to leech onto that because in, in that darker energy, that's where they have their power is in fear. Their, their power all lies in fear. So if you're going in there and you're ready, you're like, nope, gonna push through the fear. I'm going to shine my light in here and I'm just going to look around. I'm going to have a little peek. Then they're like, oh, hey, you know, it's just like, hey, how are you? <laughs> let's have a conversation. Let's, let's talk about it, right? So it's all in the mindset of how you're looking at it, how you're going in there. If you're, if you're going in fearful, it's not going to work for you. Uh, it's going to be tough. And, you know, you got to regroup before you can head back in there. But if you're going in there with a the light, if you're going in there with a guide who can light your way through the fear, boom, it's easy. It's easy to look at all of these things that show up in in the 3d reality and that's all we have is a present all we have is is this body this moment this time so you you can do all of the spiritual work in the world all of the journey work in the world but if you're not translating that into your 3d reality through going through those things here then you know it's not going to sustain you're, it's like a band-aid effect, right? <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, I, I feel good today. Tomorrow I'm going to feel really shitty and it's going to be back to that same pattern. Uh, why did that happen? <laughs> you know, like, why, why did that happen to me? I, that's the, the game changer for me when I realized that, you know, I was doing that. I was doing those little patches. I was doing a few little Reikis or there's something along the lines of, of, of patching things, but I wasn't really bringing it to my conscious awareness in my, in my reality uh, here. <laughs> so it was like, as soon as I did, it was a game changer. I'm like, I'm not only energetically sound, I'm also sound here with boundaries, with uh, going into when I'm shadowy that day, uh, <laughs> examining it, examining where it's coming from, why, always questioning myself, questioning, questioning, questioning. We don't question ourselves, each other, or our world nearly enough <laughs> is, is really what I've observed from our reality here. Well, that discomfort in questioning, right? If we're not willing to accept a degree of discomfort, and that's where the challenge is too, and that's where we could rise to the challenge, right? And say, and and that word you use, ready, right? Like we're not, like the readiness is very linked. The readiness or unreadiness is deeply linked to fear and and to memory that we have power, infinite power, available to us that we can you know gird up our loins as they used to say once upon a time but we can we can draw um our power we can call our power around us and we can go in and if we if we are presented with something that appears threatening or scary we can choose who we speak to and to whom we speak and, and to whom we do not we can say i come in power and of course, it's a process of learning where we can call up our power, what's available to us. It's a practice. It's a lifelong practice of, um, and it's, you know, it's not going to be the same for every person, but 
what are the sources of your power? You know, how do you see, do you, do you see them as guides? Do you see them as angels? Do you have power animals? Do you have teachers in human form and, and to call upon them because they, they remind us we're never alone and they want us to call upon them. They're waiting for us to call upon them and, and to remember <laughs> that they're there. Yeah. Um, and to fill ourselves up, it's like there's this infinite source, this infinite source of energy um, and and invigoration, you know, that's available to us. But if we choose not to draw on it, then we're not choosing life. We're not choosing. We can choose death all the time. There's nothing wrong with good old death, who's a good buddy of mine, actually, and an amazing teacher and ally um, who often kicks my butt when I need it. But if we are always choosing in this physical form death and not honoring body, not honoring self, um, then again, the imbalance, right? Yeah. So was it Rudolf Steiner who said when we're 42 years old, is it 42 or 43? We choose to live or we choose to die and we spend the, the rest of our lives doing that. I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm particularly, you know, today is interesting because when when um, when we set up the time on, on January the 6th, I was just reflecting last night and I reflected at the time. This is the 33rd anniversary of my mother's death today. And she chose to spend the latter part of her life dying. She she was an alcoholic and she chose death. I'm not judging that, I'm just saying that's what you do. And so what do you what do you spend your time doing? You know? Mm -hmm. Um it's fascinating. And I mean I reflect because I'm I'm getting very close to the age that she was. And um, when she passed, and I I do that check, and and for me again, it's a gift from her that I I look and I reflect and I say, well, what are you choosing today, Christy? Are you choosing to learn and play? Are you choosing judgment? Are you choosing? anger today are you choosing depression today or are you choosing joy and 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 peace what are you calling to yourself you know mm -hmm. so it's a what an auspicious day to be able to speak with you huh. there are no coincidences uh, i truly believe that there's no coincidence coincidences in life <laughs> they chose a crazy person to to be me man i swear uh, but <laughs> it's, 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 it, it, it is always as intended. Always. There's no coincidences. I said it right that time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, thank you for joining me. It's been a pleasure to, to talk with you and how can the listeners connect with you? Oh, thanks. Yes. Well, it's been a pleasure to be here. And if they wish to connect, they are so welcome to visit my website at www.silverbow.ca that's s-i-l-v-e-r-b-o-u-g-h silverbow.ca um, or they are welcome to find me on facebook too my business page is uh is silverbow 
Words and Wellness, or they can also find it uh, at Warm Your Dreams on Facebook. So um, I would I would love to connect with people and uh, and see what what they are thinking and what their needs are and and listen listen deeply, listen deeply. have conversations. Love it, love it. Thank you. 